The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Tuesday, July 19th. If you're listening to this podcast in audio form, if you're joining us in the video version, it might be Monday, July 18th, which is how, you know, this podcast is basically a daily DeLorean traveling through time and space and joining me on this incredible journey of an off-season podcast. Ryan Wilson. How you doing, buddy? Time and space headed for nowhere. It's like the intro to the Twilight Zone. <laughs> if you remember that. You ever watch that old one, like the 60s version with Rod Serling? Uh, no. I, oh, those are so good. scared me. Yeah, it was like scary. Like there's a young Ron Howard plays like an evil kid in one of them. They're, they're, they're actually pretty good for people who haven't seen that. Uh, Debo, haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, I know you know sort of the backstory. Brinson sent me 300 bucks on, on Venmo for the tattoo that hopefully will take place next month in Nashville together. Do you know, after he solicited our poor uh, viewers and, and listeners, what that number is now up to? 300 plus how many dollars? I think my last update I got was 473 something in that range. Yeah, we're north of $500 now. Brian's like shocked that like these podcast listeners would send him $200 to get this. Well, tattoo. now, I mean, we have to lay out the specifics of what this, this tattoo is going to look like. because Oh, not- boy. Here we go. No, another, about this. another attempt to try and wiggle your way out of it. Oh, boy. We've talked previously. That it's not going to be Ryan Finley's actual face because Breach has to draw it. And I think you can get a little- circle tattooed at this point. I don't care. I think I'm going to get like a. Uh, a dolphin. Eh. No, I'm going to get like a. I, I had to look these up because I mean Ryan Finley's face would be idiotic. Like I, I'm just not doing that. But I will get Ryan Finley's like name and number on the on the tattoo. But I think I'm going to get. Uh, you want me to tell you? I mean, you want me to wait until Breach is on the podcast. I want you to tell me because then plus that'll make if we te- if we then after you tell me. Uh, the reason I mention this because my concern is that people are giving all this money thinking that's going to be Ryan stupid Finley's faces on my arm, which uh, we I think we sort of agreed a while ago. But, you know, uh, as you like to do, you like to start the pot. So who knows? I, I want you to tell me so that way we can in Slack, right? Oh, my God. Wilson told us what the tattoo will look like. And the breach will have to listen to the podcast. Oh, okay. Just one right. free I, download. I'm just I'm just being a promiscuous podcast host. basically. Promiscuous. Let me see if I can find. I found this. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't hate. I don't hate this one. And the reason I don't hate it is because when I was younger, I I was a really big fan of this. I won't say anymore. So we, we won't um, clue breach in. Uh, so I'll put this in Slack in just a second. But anyway, so yeah, we're over $500 because people are crazy. 
Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate what, it. Don't send any more. What's the design? I'm gonna put. I have to. I'm gonna get it. Just relax. I'm keeping the. I'm, I'm continuing to talk because people can't see me. Oh, you're filibustering while you put it in Slack. Yeah. So I was just I'm, saying, I pre- don't sit. Listeners, what it is? I thought you didn't want Breach to see it. No, I, no, I. I, I well, I'll put it in help. here, and you can, you can, you can, you can describe it. So, um, anyway, don't send any more money. Is what I was gonna say. It's uh, if you want to send Wilson more money to get oh, the tattoo, I'll tell you what his Venmo is. We don't need any more. Uh, Nada said that you know north of four fifty is the more money, the more money you get the really just the better it is for everybody involved. If you want to send Ryan Wilson money for his tattoo, it is on Venmo at Ryan dash Wilson dash three seven eight three one. Rolls off the tongue. It really does. <laughs> These are fun. Do you? Oh my god! I can see your. Uh... <laughs> You can see what I can see your Venmo history because you're, you're public. Like, oh, I think I only pay uh, like what's it? Tell me what it is. I think I paid for like uh, old man soccer leagues and what else is soccer that? all caps. Oh, okay, yeah, that was paying to, to the person who ran it. Yep. So, yeah. um, let's see. Where, uh, so you put the design in Slack. Yeah. Fine. I guess I'll open up Slack. I guess I should have that open. I mean, I I, I, didn't, I forgot. I closed. The level of effort you put into your job is astounding. It's pretty amazing. Wait, if you you're gonna get a. Joe Burrow, Snoopy. If you, that's a great tattoo. Does that meet the requirements of? Uh, yeah. In lieu of Ryan Finley. Um, I think you, you can get Ryan Finley's number instead of the Joe Cool. Well, Joe Cool is sort of the Snoopy like yes. gag from back in the day, like when you know as part of the Charles Schultz. I was a big, yeah. I was a big Snoopy fan when I was growing up, like eight, nine, ten years old. Uh, that's why that sort of caught my attention. But maybe uh, I was thinking maybe, <laughs> maybe a Snoopy ankle tattoo with rf on it or something like i thought that'd be funny if you get a joe cool snoopy bingles tattoo i that it more than meets the requirements i believe and breach yeah. is uh, excitedly typing inside breach who's supposed to be working today is, is clearly just waiting for snoopy tattoos to drop in her <laughs> breach wants one of those he says i might get one of those that's maybe a, breach, that's maybe a breach is on the youtube all right well good we all agree so if you're uh if you it needs been, to have some sort of ryan finley incorporation yeah, just, into it Debo, yes. you have any suggestion on where the Ryan Finley parts come in? Should you get a Ryan Finley neck tattoo, Snoopy? How about that? When he's 17 when they won? You can just put seven. No, no I'm saying just put, put a 17 on his shirt. I think the stat line is still a funny way to incorporate it because it adds like a level of intrigue. Yeah, I'm fine with that. And it was not good and they still won. Yeah, no, that works. Absolutely. Um, where I is, might, what do you think? Under Joe Cool. Uh, you know what would be funny? is if, Or maybe like a belly tattoo that says no regrets. <laughs> What if what if you do a um what if you do this Joe Cool tattoo, but then like Snoopy has an ankle tattoo of Ryan Finley's face? Well, that'd be too small because this like is it going to be as big as this man's forearm? This guy's got. I mean, I was thinking, uh, like I said, RF on the ankle. Disgusting, by the way. Like groom that stuff, pal. Well, oh my gosh, listen, who's who's giving grooming advice? Uh, yeah, we can work out the particulars. I think Debo's ideas is uh, a worthy one, and uh, and the. RF recognition somewhere. I don't want to put it like if you put his face on the tattoo, it's going to look like a look a mole. It look like the little mole on the guy's arm there. Anyway, if you've donated, go watch this on YouTube. Take a look at it, and then you know. I guess you can. Can you uh, text people over Venmo now too? It feels like you can. <laughs> what did you? What's oh my? I don't God. Use what was the oldest thing I've ever heard anyone say? I've said plenty of older stuff. Anyway, text people via Venmo. Let me know if you hate it, if you like it, if you want to. How would the back. face space? chat work yeah if you don't like it and you want your money back let me know i'll, I'll give it back to you i don't I, i'm certainly 
and we'll make Brinson pay for more of it. So win, win. Who, um, by the way, shout out to the podcast listener that when we gave Wilson's Vimbo out, re- requested a million dollars. Oh, that was fantastic. <laughs> you should all, everyone who's listened to this podcast should go, like we send Wilson absurd financial oh, requests. Go them. for it. I check Venmo once a month. And uh, the only reason I know I get Venmo updates is via email. Because email lets me, I don't go to Venmo. How many times are you looking at Venmo a day? Zero. Right. Like you're not texting people over Venmo, right? I actually don't have Venmo alerts turned on on my phone, I don't think. Which is I get a tattoo and you might want to do that. Again, at Ryan Dash Wilson dash three seven eight three one. Either send him money or send him absurd financial requests. I am pleasantly surprised that you the pushback, the lack of pushback on this tattoo. That makes me feel actually good and worried. I I am I mean, look, I am I'm with uh, Simmons Stem in the chat. I'm a little disappointed that it's not Ryan Finley's face um, because, you know, like Ryan, you know, I, like that was part of the thing. But the, just the fact that you will be getting a tattoo. Um, up the chat here. Well, I, I just think that, like, at, at, I mean, I, I was doing radio with um, JLC, Jason Lockenfora in, in Baltimore. And he was like, so he's like, is the tattoo thing? And this is like a month ago. He's like, is the tattoo thing dead? I was like, pretty much. Like, I think Wilson is basically like, you know, um, uh, they, they basically exploited me and Breach so like our our weaknesses so well that he is he's going to just wiggle his way out of it. And then, you know, fast forward and now you're getting a tattoo in Nashville live on the podcast. So like, I don't really care what you get as long as you get needles. Live on the, I know it's live on the podcast. I don't know what the podcast schedule is. I'm happy for it to be, but that seems like a a boring podcast of me yelling and screaming for hundred percent. We'll be our most downloaded show of the entire year. Perhaps, perhaps oh, yeah. like way, way by like a long shot, I would guess. Yeah. By the time this podcast is over, I'm going to have two sleeves, my face can be tattooed just to, just to get the uh, Mike Tyson tiger face. tattooed. Yeah. Uh, by the way, the, the bird man, the, the basketball player. Yeah. Dude's got a lot of tats. <laughs> that is, that is a factual statement. All right, anyway, that's the update. What are we doing? Oh, um, speaking of tattoos, I will get a tattoo yeah. if here we go. The Pick Six Podcast wins oh. People's Choice Podcast Award for Best Sports Podcast of the Year. Now, how do, how do you vote? What's up? How do you vote? <laughs> I was about to tell you. Oh. Um, <laughs> to first of all, we have to get to the finals. There's only like five podcasts, I think, in the finals. Annoyingly, I believe that the the category is actually titled the ESPN. Fantasy <laughs> podcast award. That's awesome. So it's like if CBS, like if, like what, like if Jamie and Azer and, and Dave, that's Keith fantastic. Won the award. Like if CBS wins that award, if CBS Pod wins that award, it's like congratulations. Here's your ESPN. It's like why would you? It's like John Breach winning the uh, Will Brinson Male Model of the Year award. It, that is actually a perfect example. Yes, correct. Uh, but if you want to help us get to the finals and potentially open up the door for me to get a tattoo of, of listeners choices, go to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up, toggle down to the sports category, select pick six podcast. We move forward and we win the award. I will get a tattoo. I don't think I'm right. done by the time we go to Nashville, which is like kind of quietly approaching. Oh, please let's, let's not overset the expectations here. This has taken what a year and a half. I'm just saying like if, if we, if, if the podcast, if the award was given out before we went to Nashville, you and I would just get tattoos at the same time, live on the, and then Andy Bernard style butts we'll up. Just, <laughs> we will know if uh, we've reached the finalist stage, but we won't know the winner by the time we're in Nashville. Oh well, that's an idea. You could get a prelim tattoo. Like if you I don't make think it to, so. all right. 
shut that one down right quick. Yeah, I'm not getting a prelim tattoo. It's like a promise ring tattoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a, yeah. A, a pre-engagement. That's a thing now, I think. You get a, get a pre-engagement ring. Lunatics, these, these youngsters. All right. Let's talk about impact rookies. I don't really know. Oh, by the way, you can do that. You can do the voting at the top of the episode description uh, as well. If you if you don't, if you're on your phone, you're listening. You're like ah, like you're driving, listening to the podcast. You're like I don't really want to enter in podcastawards.com. Click the link in the podcast description. Um, <laughs> I don't really know where these rookies, this list of rookies, is coming from, but this is a pretty good list of impact rookies. Debo asked me to prepare. I prepared and rookie. Uh, rookies report uh, today in Buffalo and in Las Vegas and the, ah, the other list. That's why. Rookies report tomorrow in Atlanta, Baltimore, New Orleans, New York, New York, New England, Miami, and L.A. Chargers. Again, the amount of effort I put into this is pretty staggering. Yes, clearly. So we'll start in Buffalo. Do you, do you, how do you, want, do you want to do this just team by team real quick? You just go down the line because, again, Buffalo and, and Las Vegas are rolling out the rookies today. And Debo just wanted to list some, some names that uh, keep an eyeball on. Well, I think the Bills. So let's start. Let's just, just rip through the teams. Let's just rip through these teams. These are the teams that are reporting today or Monday, July eighteenth. I mean, it's crazy. Like uh, as Adam Gold asked me, he's like, "Did we have a summer?" I know. Like, I mean, like <laughs> I thought it gets shorter and shorter. By the way, one of the most annoying things, and I love Dave Richard, but when he tweets out. 12 more weekends. Uh-uh, love it. Don't care for it. I asked, like, no, no, no. Dave's like, no. I. So somebody asked me, they were like, man, are you pumped that like, foot, like, like training camps here and like football? No. Like, no, I'm not. I almost said F no. Jeez. Um, I almost pulled a Wilson and cussed on the podcast. Um, no, I'm not. I don't. I want. I don't. I know Prisco gets angry every time Dave tweets that. So I, yeah. I, can, I can give Dave a hard time. I, I want summer to last as long as possible. And I want. Your whole life is one big June, by the way. So I don't know what summer. Are you, are you, are you waiting for me to disagree? <laughs> no, I was just letting that sink in. Um. Anyway, yeah, nobody's happy that football's back. I mean, we. I mean, we love football. Don't get me wrong. I, when football's here, I'll be thrilled. But I, I do enjoy. I think there's a lot of uh, hype lead up that can wear you out. It's like, uh, in your case, like when a new Marvel movie's coming out, they spend months promoting the the crap out of it. I don't know if you'd be disappointed, but I would imagine some folks get angry at whatever happens. You know, yeah, uh, no, that's, that's that works. I mean, I think th- I think this stretch of time from mid July to mid August is, f- if you do this professionally, like if you like if you write about football for a living or you, you talk about football for a living, whatever, um, is like after you've done it for like a decade, it's you're kind of like I just just fast forward to August. You know what I mean? Like like, and in our defense, we are doing virtually zero writing but this was a time of year where you're just making up stuff to throw against the wall to hope that people read it like 10 reasons that your team blah 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 and i get it people like reading those things and fans are, are interested and i get all that but it, they get tough to write after year seven it, it, exactly like we're not trying we're not trying to sound like jaded old sports writers but we kind of are i'm jaded i'm old yeah we're old as, as, as podcasters old podcasters all right anywho the Bills. I, I think the Bills rookies are fascinating. Mm-hmm. Kyrie Elam, their first round pick, cornerback, not having to come in and be the number one guy. Trey White's coming back from the ACL, so Trey that's White's good. Be back. Yeah, like the Bills probably have the best top to bottom roster in the NFL. This is a team that went to the draft with zero needs, <laughs> and, and and still like and like, but like James, like they have Devin Singletary. Um, 
Do not compare him to James Cook. I found that out the hard way uh, over draft weekend. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did get crushed for that. Uh, they have Zach Moss, too. I don't think they love Zach Moss, but I could be wrong. No, I think that's last I heard that's right. James Cook is is fascinating to me because I – oh, as Debo put this in chat, 15-1 to 1 to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. I actually did um, NBC's uh, Sports Edge with um, my buddy Drew Densick on uh, Monday. and um, Oh, right. He's your – He's your buddy? Is he the one you saw in LA? Yeah, yeah. I went to the uh went to the um Palisades uh, Lakers game with him. Oh, that was someone else. Yeah. Gotcha. Um and um I don't know. That's my pal Craig, who's like just my real life friend. I mean, Drew's my real life friend too, but like I've known <laughs> Craig. <laughs> I mean, like, went to school. He's not my Instagram friend. <laughs> IRL, buddy. Uh anyway. Um wow, these odds are, are interesting. 15 to 1 on Cook and I think Cook is a good bet at 15 to 1. Like I, I, I don't want to compare him directly to TJ Watt, but like you're talking about, like literally, like Dalvin. It's I mean, like there is it's. I mean, isn't he Dalvin Cooks? Oh, I see. I was wondering where you're going with that. Okay, go ahead. Yep. Like you're right. You have the you have this lineage where you know that like I mean, football runs in the Cook family veins, and the idea that like this guy can't be a feature back is I th- I think a little short sighted. Well, then I, I need some glasses because uh, I'm not convinced that he is going to be a feature back. Just to base, based on the way he was used at Georgia, he's he's a lot smaller than his brother, Dalvin, in terms of taking hits. He's a good player, but I didn't like him taking this high. Again, that doesn't mean anything at the end of the day. If he comes out and plays extremely well, who cares? But I just wonder – I, I know what his role is going to be. He's going to be uh, a receiver out of the backfield more than a, a running back, I think. Probably. And I think that's great. I mean, that's one more weapon for Josh Allen. And again, in terms of the 15 to one odds, he doesn't have to be the best player in this class, but if he's a guy who catches 40 passes and then rushes for 400 or 500 yards and scores eight or nine touchdowns, I mean, okay. <laughs> I, I'm sure that the, the, the bills would take that. No questions asked. And so in, in that sense, I understand it. There's some running backs that I like better than him, but that doesn't mean the fit as we say all the time during draft season doesn't matter. Cause I think the fit is, is pretty good. I'm also curious to see if the Bills use Devin Singletary um, the way that they did the final four games of the season for the full year in 2022 because he averaged um, 19 carries and 81 yards per game with five rushing touchdowns over that over this four game stretch. Like that's how many passes game is why he was targeted ten times, caught eight of them for 73 yards and oh, touchdown. I think that's probably the the blueprint then with James Cook now on the scene. That makes sense. Yeah. It's, again, like maybe if they view Devin Singletary as a feature back and Cook is sort of the like if Cook is if if Singletary is going to be the Bills feature back, then 15 to one is actually a bad number because you I think it's if, if it's what if it's 60 40 leaning towards Devin in terms of carries 60 uh, 40. Yeah, I think that that seems reasonable. Cook, I don't know. Cook could have a monster year. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be 80 20. Okay, maybe early on and then he gets comfortable. Either way, like these, I think, I think, like, and I don't bet Elam to win defensive rookie of the year because I think it's like 20 to one, but um, only, well, only three, only three defensive backs have won the award since 1998. Yeah, that's the thing. You're going to be in a division with, with Tua. I mean, I don't know. You, you can do the math. Tua, Mack, and Zach, those are all young quarterbacks. How many interceptions are going to throw? That's fair. Should be more interceptions than a, uh, you know, what, what you would think would be a veteran. Well, Marcus Peters won it in 2015 and had led the league with eight interceptions, which is a ridiculous total. Was he with the Chiefs? He was drafted by the Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. And wow. then um, Marshawn Lattimore won it in 2017, and he had five picks. So, like, you you have to have, like, 
a lot of interceptions to win that award as a defensive back. I said that Jeffrey Akuda also at Ohio State, would be a better player than Marshawn Lattimore coming out of college. Uh, there's still time, but uh, Jeff, I, I need yeah, you to pick it up. I think time is up alone. We'll see. Yikes. Uh, yeah, so uh, Kerry Lim, obviously, um, I love that pick. James Cook, we talked about. They, they drafted Khalil Turner. Um, day three, I believe, early day three. And he's an interesting guy. He's a, a slot guy who can run really fast, and they got uh, Matt Ariza, the the guy who can punt the ball 4,000 yards. I want to see how that works out. He's, I don't know if he's from California, but he went he's to San Diego State. the podcast, Matt Ariza? Did he, he come talk to, He was talking about the combine. I don't know if Josh maybe talked to him separately. I don't know. But we talked about the combine. He was a great guy. Uh, but I want to see how the, the the punt yards translates when you go from California to, to Buffalo in December. So that'll be something to watch. I agree with that. The uh, Raiders. Didn't have a ton of draft picks in part because of Devontae Adams. So uh, I just focused on two here, Dylan Par- uh, Parham, uh, who will play on the inside of uh, the offensive line out of Memphis. And then Zamir White, who was James Cook's running mate at Georgia, who is a sort of a bigger, more quote-unquote prototypical uh, between-the-tackles runner. Um, two guys on the offense to keep an eye on uh, to go along with Devontae Adams and Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs and your dude Hunter Renfro. Like I think the Raiders are going to finish with a better record than the Broncos. I think I've said that before, but I'm gonna I'm gonna lean into that. I like it. I like that's a good that's a good nice warm take. It's not a crazy hot take. It's a nice warm I don't take. Think it is either. And what do we know about um? What's the new coach in Denver? From Green Bay, what's his name? Nathaniel Hackett. Nathaniel Hackett. Like he's supposed to be a good dude, but I don't. What do we know anything about him as a head coach and dealing with big personality? Well, <laughs> he has a lot of experience there in Rodgers, and they got along well. So I guess that, that's a check mark for in that column, but. I feel more comfortable with Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh McDaniels in round two of his That's head fair. coaching. Um, Hackett, by the way, was also the offensive coordinator for the 2017 Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, that team was good. Yeah. <laughs> Blake Bortles, either he was responsible or Blake Bortles had that spurt where he made himself a lot of money. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the Raiders, the Raiders, the Raiders impacts rookie impacts. I mean, you know, if, if, like it's, it's probably more going to be about Devonte Adams. Like that's their and Richie Incognito just retired. I think he last played with the Raiders. He wanted to retire as a Raider. Man, Richie that Incognito does. provided us some bloggable stories. I mean, over a decade's worth. <laughs> insane, like literally insane stories. Like he, what is the one about the funeral home? I don't remember that one. I can't remember who was. I don't remember the player's name. He was bullying the other offensive lineman in Miami. Remember that? Been, um. Yeah, Martin. I mean, Martin. Jonathan Martin. It's been so long ago. Debo. Ah, oh, actually, you know what? Hey, suck it. Say people say I don't write anymore. <laughs> maybe I don't. But, uh, you found the Jonathan if, Martin. If you, Google, if you Google Richie, this is this is maybe the. I don't want to say this is my favorite headline I've ever written, but it's definitely the one of the weirdest headlines I've ever written. Police report: Colon Richie Incognito wanted to cut off his dead father's head at funeral home. Oh my god. Who let that be a headline? <laughs> According to a copy of the arrest report, employees of Messenger's Pinnacle Peak Mortuary told Scottsdale Police that the former pro bowler said he wanted his father's head cut off for research purposes, and then he walked through the funeral home punching caskets and throwing things. Witnesses told police that Incognito was supposed to sign cremation papers, but was unwilling to cooperate initially. He then proceeded to walk through the funeral home punching caskets and throwing things. After, quote, making himself comfortable, end quote, in the office of one of the victims, Incognito wanted to buy flowers for the funeral and everything they had before offering him his credit card. Yikes. Yeah, how about that? That was a crazy story. That was only 2018. Crazier is that you actually used to write back then. 
All right, let's take a break. When we come back, more Impact Rookies next. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You can't. You don't see it or hear it if um, you're listening to the podcast. But we have commercials on YouTube. And they've been South Park a lot lately with Paramount Plus. You know, we're owned by Paramount. <laughs> it's, it's the greatest thing. Like, it's one of my favorite things. It's, like The fact that we have South Park commercials on this podcast. Makes it, makes, it makes this podcast listenable. <laughs> it warms the heart. Okay. Let that's me all. ask you this. As I was watching that commercial, I mean, Simpsons is one and South Park is two in terms of best animated comedy series ever, right? I mean, I would take uh, South Park personally, but... Yeah, yeah Simpsons has been around for 35, 35 Simpsons, years Simpsons or whatever. Yeah. I don't even know what's three. I don't even know what three would be. Like, Archer's great, but Archer had a short run. Um, Archer's great. Archer's still going. Uh, family Guy would probably be the default. Did you, did you ever watch Rick and Morty, by the way? No. Oh, my God. Rick and Morty is great. Yeah, I'm not into the animation scene, so maybe I'm not one to speak on this. But I know people like Rick and Morty, Family Guy, uh, the Cleveland show, like all the the Seth. What's Seth's last name? McFarlane. Yeah. They have their place. The the one with the American Dad. I didn't I, I didn't hate that. But, yeah, I, I think clearly number one and number two are Simpsons. Family Guy probably gets a nod at three. Maybe. Did that have a that run for more than 10 years? Uh, yeah, I think so. All right. I'll check. Hold on. Um, I think I would say easily more than 10 years, but I could be also. All right. Well, you look that up. I'll, I'll 20 seasons. That. 20 for real? Yeah. Started in 1999. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. There you go, family guy. Well done. Um, okay. More impact rookies. The Falcons are a man. They open up on the 19th, Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. That's right. Tuesday the 19th. They Drake London has to be an impact rookie. Like he did, there is yeah. almost impossible for him not to be Tyler Allegier out of uh, the running back out of BYU. I actually love him. He's a sneaky. What's um again, uh, Debo, if you happen to have his odds in, in front of you, just uh, even better. Debo ain't, playing. Debo ain't playing. Dang, Drake London is number two behind Kenny Pickett. Dude, like, first of all, Kenny Pickett should not don't bet. Nobody bet Kenny Pickett. He's no. not starting week one. But don't he, bet. He, do not bet Kenny Pickett if he were uh, if they kidnapped Mac Jones and traded him to the to the Patriots. I have very low expectations. How's your is? Oh my, a hundred. That is a bet. Like that, that is, is a, a bet. That's a great bet. So Tyler Argyle reminds me of James Conner. Um, so James Conner was drafted when Le'Veon Bell was in his yeah. prime or close to his prime, I but he's 54 to one for me for Algier. So a hundred to one, if you can bet on Caesars, that is a, we're going to get Algier in right now. I think, man, those are, those are some, 
he's down at the bottom with guys who have no chance of winning. That's interesting. Yeah. And, like, uh, I mean, he is just, and, and here's, now here's the interesting thing. And I, I mentioned that I was on, um, I was on with uh, Drew Densick talking about the, you know, the, we're doing, we're doing this, this, this rookie discussion um, on Monday. What's interesting about the offensive rookie of the year is that since 2010, only three times has the offense, the winner for the offensive rookie of the year been on a team that won 10 or more games. Well, that's great news for Tyler Algier. Correct. Because but the point being is you don't have to be on a good team to win offensive rookie of the year. Now, quarterbacks tend to get favored here a little bit if they have a good season, but this quarterback class, this quarterback class is not good. And I don't think we're going to see. I don't think we're going to see a lot of these quarterbacks play like Desmond Ritter, who's you know, maybe an impact player for the Falcons. I think they'll probably play Mariota a ton. And no one loves to run the ball more than Arthur Smith. Tyler Algier at, at, at 101 is an, is she's just an automatic bet. I love Tyler Algier at the same number as Drake London is, which I think is plus 700 because Drake London needs someone to throw him the ball and have that quarterback be protected. Can you name two other running backs on this Falcons roster? Uh, quarter Patterson count. Yep. They cut Mike Davis, I think, right? Yep. They cut him. Um, I'm, I'm bringing it. I, uh, <laughs> exactly. That's my point. Damian Williams, Quadri Allison still there. So, I mean, Damian Williams is not on the show. Yeah, 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 there's going to be ample opportunity for Tyler to, to win the Wait, job. And, and, and here's the other thing too, is like, yeah, they added Brian Edwards to be a trade and you draft Drake London. But like your receivers and Auden Tate, you know, I, some people like is it Ian Hartitz of uh, PFF is like the Auden, like Auden Tate hive. Um, but like by and large speaking, I think there's a better chance that Corderell Patterson is split out more frequently because of the lack of receiving talent on this roster and because they added Algier. Is it Algier or Algier? Algier. Like Algier. Algier. Um, it, it, 100 to one is a bet. That's gonna that's gonna close around for like 40 or 30 to one. It, it, as soon as people start peppering it, it's gonna come. Yeah, it's weird that it's, that it's this high, like in, in the same ballpark as um, Ellaby's a, a a quarterback who who's gonna struggle to make the roster. Ely might be the same way. The running back out of um, Ole Miss. It's Quandre Wrights out of South Carolina. Romeo Dubs. I mean, he may not. He he'll maybe makes the team. I don't, I don't remember who drafted him, the, the wide receiver in the bottom. So, yeah, it's crazy that he's this far down the list. I, I, I love this game, but um, BYU. All that, all that has to happen is Cordero Patterson is split out more frequently or gets hurt. But Cordero Patterson, how many carries did he average last year? He wasn't carrying the ball 20 times a game, was he? No, but he was, getting, he was carrying the ball a lot. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it, was a, it was a, he had 153 carries. Okay. Well, yeah. that's. You know, that's 10 a game, a little less. Yep. All right. So that's the Falcons. Uh, 69 targets for 52 catches. Not a lot to love in terms of wins and losses as we sit here, but obviously um, some bets you could make for rookie of the year. And again, I like Tyler Algier better than Drake London. Even if they're both, if they're both at plus 700, who are you taking? Uh, Probably London. I think I'm still taking Algier. Wow. London's got to share carries or share targets with Kyle Pitts. Who's throwing him the ball? Who's protecting the quarterback that's throwing him the ball? Just turn around and give the ball to Algier and fingers crossed. All right. Fair enough. The Baltimore Ravens brought in Kyle Hamilton and Tyler Linderbaum 
two, you would think, pretty impact rookies. Although I don't, I mean, obviously, you know, they're reporting on on the nineteenth. Um, Hamilton's not a lot to start. Is he starting? He's a lot to start, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they probably yeah, especially play a bunch of sub packages, which everyone yeah, does now. Start, yeah, um, maybe. The, look, man, the Ravens' defense is uh, – don't bet Kyle Hamilton 11-1, to 1, by the way. Again, defensive backs no. rarely win this award. Derek Stingley and Ahmad Gardner, it's just – it's not – don't – I wouldn't bet those guys at 10-1. to 1. Like, if you can get a flyer on them, then maybe they lead the league in picks, and that's great. But 10-1 to 1 is, not a, is not a great number for those guys. Typically, Are you going to bet Tyler Linderbaum is offensive rookie of the year to follow the Garrett Bradbury footsteps? I actually thrashed you guys because um, I was looking it up and didn't um, – somebody – Wanted somebody who was I told somebody some offensive lineman got one vote for an award. I was like, ha ha, it is possible. Yeah, if you're good, it was probably what's his name for um the Chiefs last year, the center from Oklahoma. God, what's his name? Creed Humphrey. Yeah, Creed Humphrey. Mm, I think it was a good like, might have been Trent Williams for MVP. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you meant rookie of the year. <laughs> no. Um, anywho, uh I just I think Kyle Hamilton can be an impact rookie, but eleven to one is a terrible number for him. Like Jordan Davis, twelve to one is a terrible number too. Like he, yeah, he, Jordan, I, I Davis. Jordan Davis, but like he's getting rotational snaps, or even if he plays every snap. How many sacks is he getting as a as a zero technique? Uh, I mentioned two other guys on the on this list for Baltimore. They drafted two tight ends, Charlie Kohler and Isaiah Likely, who we know that the Ravens like tight ends. We know they didn't like Mark, um, Hollywood Brown and um. What's his name? Uh, Lamar wasn't happy about that, but I want to see how the, these rookie tight ends fit into uh, a system that includes obviously Mark. Uh, Mark, what's Mark's last name? Mark Andrews, excuse me. So uh, two other names keep an eye on. I don't think there's going to be any. I don't even know if there are, there are odds for either Kohler or likely to to win any sort of awards, but um, they could be a part of that offense that folks aren't talking about right right now because it's the middle of July, but uh, ultimately be pretty important. Don't disagree at all. Let's go to the next team. Mm-hmm. Um, the Saints also reporting on the 19th. Chris Olave and Trevor Penning. The two first-round picks, like, I mean, remember, they gave up a, a future first to get that in that bizarre trade. Yeah, we're not talking enough about that. Maybe that's because we, you know, it's been summertime. But that, that trade still, maybe it justifies itself, but it's still a, a weird trade, uh, bizarre to use your word. Penning needs to be pretty good right out of the out of the gate. And look, they lost her on Armstead. Presumably, they're going to leave Ryan Ramchick on the right side. Um, maybe, maybe I mean, that could oh, change because Sean Payton's not involved. But so Penning is probably their starting left tackle. And that's a lot to ask for an FCS player who actually I love. He was fantastic when we talked to him at the combine. And he's nasty and all those other things. But again, was he huge... FCS? Yeah, he went to University of Northern Iowa. Hmm. Is Northern he Iowa to... really FCS? Yeah. Huh. I don't know yeah. why I think that. Yeah, they played. I think they played Iowa early in the season. They played a, a a Big Twelve team, and he he held his own. But I mean, you give up Teron Armstead and a bunch of draft picks to get Olave and and, and Penning, so they both that. need to work. Yeah, you're right. FCS. God, I hope I would know that. But yeah, anyway, it looks like Penning will probably start. Who knows on what side? And then Chris Olave. Um, I didn't love him as much as other guys, but that isn't anything. He's he's a really good player. I thought he was going to be a first round pick. Uh, he was the uh, I think the first or second uh, second or third wide receiver drafted. He was drafted higher than I thought he'd go. But um, in that offense, he makes a ton of sense. We'll see what 
happens with Mike Thomas. Alvin Kamara will be back, assuming uh, there's no suspension for whatever happened in Las Vegas earlier this year. And then James will be back. So we'll see what James is, is like uh, post-ACL. I thought last year was his best year in the league before he got hurt on, I think it was. It's overrated, I think, but whatever. What's overrated about it? You know, we're not we're not doing a Jameis talk. We can do Jameis talk later. But okay. This offense has the potential to be a good offense. But if my other take was a warm take, my hot take is that they win the division. That is a nuclear hot take. At some point, Tom Brady has to come back to earth, doesn't? Maybe he, does he still care? What if he doesn't care? Area man fades Tom Brady. <laughs> what year? Tom yeah, Brady. what year was this story from? Area man loses money fading Tom Brady. <laughs> Tale is all this time. Nineteen ninety nine to twenty twenty three. But like I think, I mean, I don't think it's crazy to suggest that Olave and Trevor Penning are the key to this offense. Yeah, Trevor Penning is he an upgrade over Teron Armstead? No, oh. that's no, the. I'm saying like if, if if Olave and Trevor Penning are are, are hits out of the gate, this offense can be really really good. So if, Tor- Teron Armstead, if he's an A minus or an A, and Trevor Penning is a B minus, you can work with that or C plus. Yeah. I think you can work with that. Yeah. Then Olave upgrades the the pass receivers. Absolutely, but I'm saying like if they are if they are not effective as rookies, That's I think this offense may struggle a, lo- a little bit more than people are expecting. The Giants are reporting on the Giants and the Jets. We'll just cover both those in one. Just fell mm-hmm. Both reporting on the 19th as well, and both had incredibly uh, fun draft classes. The Giants yeah. of course came away with Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal in the first round. They also picked up Wandale Robinson, the wide receiver out of Kentucky. Um, I think he's actually like uh, 50 to one, maybe to win offensive rookie of the year. I don't hate that. Yeah. Uh, and then for the Jets, they have 60 to one on Caesars. Thank you, Debo. Um, and the Jets have Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, of course, and then added Jermaine Johnson and Brees Hall. Brees Hall won- and Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson, both um, I, 10 to one, 11 to one, what, you know, below or, or lower because of the expectation that they will come in and be immediate impact guys. Yeah. I love this Jets draft. And I think, um, on paper, it looks fantastic. The The concern with Wondell Robinson is that maybe he was drafted a little high because he's undersized. And how often do these undersized wide receivers come in and, and are immediate difference makers? And, and that's the history. That's the concern historically. I mean, Tyreek Hill is an exception, but he didn't go till day three because of the off-field stuff. But if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that uh, Garrett Wilson's plus 800. Brees Hall is also plus 800. And then Traylon Burks is at plus 800. He, he's had a rough start to, to off-season workouts. We'll see where he is once training camp gets around. The first round pick of the the Titans, but um, ooh, Christian Watson, and then Ken Walker is plus a thousand. Who's the other running back that that went in the second round? He went to Seattle. So, I mean, the Jets, the Jets feel like they could win six or seven games. Where you at on yeah. that? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Full Charlie Day reply. Um, is it, it, Zach? Well, it, it's all in. I mean, yes, yeah. it's kind of a no bleep Sherlock take, but like. Does Zach Wilson take a leap, or is Zach Wilson, you know, um, a little overwhelmed and still erratic with highs and lows? Because if it's the, it's a former and he takes a step forward as a player, then the Jets' ceiling is a lot higher than anyone's giving him credit for. And if he's still, you know, I mean, he had an up and down year last year, right? Is that fair to say? Mostly down. And I, I'll say it again because I haven't said it in a few months. Garrett Wilson reminds me on the field of Odell Beckham, like that sort of athleticism. Chris Olave's a, a little better route runner. Garrett Wilson had some focus drops, but. At the end of the day, it's hard not to love him. Sauce Gardner was was awesome at Cincinnati. Jermaine Johnson, there was some conversation that he might go in the top 10 going at the bottom of the first round when they traded back up to get him. Um, transferred from Georgia, had a big year last year. Then Brees Hall uh, almost beat me up with his eyes at the combine because I said he was 
my second favorite running back after Ken Walker, but he's he's awesome. So he, he's a great player, can help out of the backfield. And um, all those guys feel like immediate contributors. Probably, if you're going to make me rank them, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Sauce Gardner, and then Jermaine Johnson in terms of immediate contributions. But uh, it's hard to argue with any of these picks in, in any order. Yeah, I mean, just a really, I mean, it's like the Giants, and I know it's the offseason of the draft. Like, you know, we're giving credit for him. Like, yeah. And by the way, Evan Neal is now going to join Andrew Thomas, so they've, they've got bookends in terms of top five picks. I'm, I'm pretty sure Andrew Thomas went that high. So Danny Dimes is officially yeah. out of options. Excuses. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's okay. it's it's a, it's yeah, it's a make or break year for Danny Dimes. Uh, not so much for Zach Wilson, although the pressure you know, in New York quarterback gets turned off pretty well. If they have a top five pick and they have uh, all these quarterbacks coming out that are supposed to be what we think they are right now, then that it, yeah. it is going to be a problem. Well, and that's the thing is like it, it's so tough too because if you're, um, you know, Joe Douglas, the GM for the Jets, and you took Zach Wilson and you convinced your ownership that he is the guy and that's why you drafted him. And then you have a top five pick, but like you love, like maybe you love Devin Leary out of NC State or, or Bryce Young or you know whatever, whichever one of the top quarterbacks in the country you prefer. Um, no, by the, I think the NC State's coming to Syracuse this year, so I'll get to see Devin Leary in, in person. Man, you're you, you're going to be impressed. All right, looking forward to it. He has a friggin' cannon. Is he transferred in, or has he been there the whole time? Been there the whole time. Where's he from? Is he North Carolina kid? Jersey guy. Jeez, that's weird. I wonder how he got a little short, but he has an absolute whip. Okay. Well, d- hey, you know what that sounds like? Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be funny if he ended up in New York. Um, all right, let's move to anyway, like it's a tough spot for Joe Douglas. He's like, you you're you're flirting with your job if you're drafting another quarterback in the top. Well, that's why he hopes to win seven seven games and then he could you don't want to have a top five pick if you Joe Douglas. No. Uh, the Patriots report on 719. Actually, we'll, we'll stick in the AFC East, uh, as we have already covered, of course, um, three, two of the teams. The other had, the, teams. had the Dolphins, too, because there's only one player because they trade everyone together. Yeah, so we're going to say Patriots and Dolphins. Um, 719, they both report. That's Tuesday. Tyquan Thornton. Uh, well, actually, you know what? You just tell me, you tell me about the guys. Yeah, so Tyquan Thornton's a burner out of Baylor. Um, he ran in the four twos. I didn't love him. On the field as much as the Patriots and, and Prisco. Prisco liked him a lot too as a second round pick, and that's where he went. Uh, he'll certainly give Mac Jones a deep threat. They they moved on from Nikhil Harry, who's now in Chicago, and they they have my guy Devontae Parker, who I think is going to be a, a big part of that offense, along with Brunson Scott, Jacoby Myers, and, and four hundred tight ends, Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. So we'll see what Tyquan Thornton adds. He he won't have to come in right away and be a difference maker because of the names I mentioned. And then Marcus Jones is one of my favorite players. Cornerback out of Houston, he's I bet he's five eight. I have to go look up his numbers again, but he is diminutive. But he is an absolute baller. If he were six one, he'd be a top fifteen pick. He can return uh, kicks and punts. He can actually play a little offense. He he caught some passes at Houston as well, and he feels you know you say this all the time, but history feels like a Patriots player. And the Dolphins didn't pick until the end of the third round because of the aforementioned Ty, uh, Tyree Kill stuff, the trade. Uh, they got Channing Tindall, uh, one of the thousands of athletic linebackers out of Georgia and uh, just keep it on his impact early on uh, of the group. Quay Walker went in the first round. Nicobe Dean went in the third round to Depot's Eagles and then so did Channing Tindall. Uh, Nicobe Dean was my favorite, um, but obviously I think injuries are, are part of the reason he fell. Quay Walker, the, the Packers got him at the end of round one. Again, athleticism oozing out of his pores. Same with Channing Tindall, but I think Channing Tindall is probably the, the, the rawest of, the, of those three. So we'll see how he comes along. 
in Miami. Yeah, I mean, I I would think that in a perfect world, the certainly the Jets are the and the Jets and the Bills rookies are more interesting than the Pats and the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the only interesting thing about the Patriots is how quickly can Tyquan Thornton run fast straight ahead and and can Mac Jones throw the ball that far? Right, because it's really like the, I mean, Pete Prisco has been talking about this for like ten years, but the Pats have lacked a vertical element to their offense. Well, Pete loves Tyquan Thornton, so we'll see how this works out. And just uh, I'll go on record, Pete had a fantastic draft late April, early May. Pete Prisco? Over those three days. But there's still an opportunity for all those picks to blow up in his face, which is uh, what I'm hoping for uh, in the long run. What do you mean he had a fantastic draft? Like, Um, In terms of the quarterbacks falling? Like he had Leak going in the third round. That's he had he, he was had no getting, he was getting roasted for that on Twitter too. He had no quarterbacks getting drafted in the second round. He loved the Taekwon Thornton deal, uh, the pick. He'd been talking up Taekwon Thornton in the days leading up to the draft and weeks. So uh, a lot of the things that he liked played out. But like I said, there's still opportunity for him to 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 you know go belly up on this thing if the players in the long run. And in a perfect world, Pete does in fact go belly up and it's <laughs> looking like a fool. That's that's the best case. <laughs> The, uh, the Chargers, final team we'll talk about rookies reporting on Tuesday, the 19th. Um, they've had a pretty good run on uh, on first-round picks, the Chargers have. Rashawn Slater. Who Justin was, Herbert. <laughs> not a bad Justin job. Herbert, Rashawn Slater, not Zion Johnson. Zion Johnson is – I say this about a lot of guys, but he is one of my favorite players in this draft class. Um, played left tackle at BC because of need. He's going to play guard in uh, Los Angeles. Played center at the Senior Bowl. Uh, extremely versatile, extremely athletic, extremely smart. Davidson transfer. So you have him, and then you have Rashawn Slater and Sweet Mercy, Justin Herbert, and then Isaiah Spiller. So Isaiah Spiller was sort of a got some first round buzz a year ago this time. Ended up falling to, I think, the fourth round is where he ended up going. But I love the idea of him as a compliment to, to Austin Eckler. And they're not similar type players, and that Eckler's a little smaller, probably a lot faster, but they do a lot of the same things in terms of the ability to, to run and catch the ball out of the backfield. So in the same way that James Cook is an option for Josh Allen in Buffalo, I think Isaiah Spiller is going to have those opportunities in Los Angeles with a, a team that um, – I don't know what the – have you looked at the odds recently uh, to win the division between KC and and um, the Chargers? Because I might I might be in on the Chargers this year all whole hog. Um, I believe that the Chiefs are um, plus one – let me look. Oh, I got it right here actually. Debo can toss it up if he feels so inclined. Um, Chiefs are plus 155. Chargers are plus 250. Hmm. Yeah, I sort of like the Chargers. Uh, I mean, you and the Raiders are seven to one. And what's Denver? Plus 250. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. So I like the Chargers. I like Las Vegas. <laughs> I would bet I would take the Chiefs and the and the, and the Raiders, I think. If yeah. That. I'm just I'm just in the camp of if you're giving me Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes at one and a half to one, I'm going to take that. How much is Tyreek Hill worth to you? Um, were, the, were the replacement? Although that's another one. We'll see when they open camp. But they they got Sky Moore, who's going to be a fun little player to watch. Not going to be Tyreek Hill, but I mean, how do you replace Tyreek Hill? I guess is my point. So I, I this is this is I'm workshopping this uh, this phrase. I plan on using it a lot leading up to the season. They're uh, they're going Frankenstein. They're going to try to Frankenstein. Uh, their way to replacing Tyreek Hill. All right, who gets those targets? Juju. Juju. So Juju's your underneath slot guy who can just eat up, uh, you know, any, any anybody who's trying to cover him on like underneath. And then MVS is your deep guy. And then you also have you know Sky Moore, <laughs> and you have Nicole Hardman who 
that can do all the gadgety screens and you know. Will that get you the neck bolts and the haircut of Frankenstein? You missed the whole arms and legs. It's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, but mercy. but like, I just think that's I think that's sort of their plan, and I don't know I don't know if it'll work, but I, I trust Andy Reid and they still. So have you trust that more than um, Justin Herbert year three with all those weapons, and now another top flight offensive lineman. As as someone who has picked the Chiefs, I mean picked the Chargers, excuse me, in trendy fashion to win the division like fifty times. Yeah, but that's because of Philip Rivers. Look, man, when the Chargers stopped charging, okay. Until they, they did not Until make the playoffs last year because of the the tie they could not pull off. <laughs> Pretty incredible charging moment. So like yeah. until you stop charging. Like, let me know when they stop charging, and then I will I will be on board the Chargers. For now, I will take the Chiefs, though. All right. And by the way, the Chiefs were three and three last year. And we were all well. Not you. You were not. I was burying them. I was saying three. hammer the Chiefs. Yeah, you got one right. I'll give you that. Thank you. All right. On that note, we're out of here. Uh, <laughs> a walk off win for for yours truly. Uh, but we are actually done with the podcast. So, um, that's Chiefs less than an hour. Holy I moly! I know. Uh, and if we hadn't been tattoo talking, probably would have been under forty minutes. And anywho. We're done. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow, of course, every day from now until the end of time. <laughs> for Wilson, I'm Brinson. See you guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.